Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Funny, Always Awkward. This is a podcast about nothing and everything, especially being a hot fucking mess. I'm your host, Maddie McRae, and I have a special guest today. I have Esme James. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. No, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Do you want to tell us uh, who you are and what you do? Yes, okay, so I am um, the creator of Kinky History. Um, so I work as an academic, I'm a sex historian. There's very few of us in this world. We are a, a dying breed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've created Kinky History, which is basically uh, history lessons on gender, identity, sexuality from the ancient world until now. Um, and we do everything from the saucy stories behind your favorite historical figures so to crazy. unknown facts about different times and ages that they left out of the history books. So <laughs> I love it. So Kinky History is a podcast that it's live now and it's available on all streaming platforms. It is. It is. And you're also on socials as well. Yeah. So you're on TikTok and Instagram and shorts. And shorts, all, all of the all good of ones, the ones. All of the ones. You all can of the find ones. it. And so in your socials, you also kind of give a bit of history as well to kinks. Yeah, basically. So, I mean, it all kind of started on TikTok with uh, these kind of short 60-second uh, dicey history <laughs> lessons. And the fun part is we are now long form. So How good. I love it. You get even more of the rimming. Like, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. This? I did listen to that episode on my way home last week because I did a record and then I had a listen. And I was just like, I just... Actually, this was a question that was asked because later I'll go through some questions that my followers asked me. But just like, what is a kink? Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Like what what determines it being different to regular sex? Mm -hmm. Because like anything could be a kink, right? Couldn't missionary be a kink? Yeah. Like so why why is there like a separate term for kink if it's not just sex? It basically, very weirdly enough, it kind of came around about – 200 years ago and it was only because people like Freud yes. decided that they wanted to diagnose people oh. um, and with different disorders and everything. Kink basically came around to define anything that they didn't classify as normal sex. And normal sex probably just meant ba- Man, baby woman. making. Baby making. Yes. Baby making cup of custard. Like yeah. that was the, <laughs> like the definition there which is you know decided upon by a very long history. Wow. And so kink sex came along to kind of investigate why certain people feel the need to deviate from that. Yeah. Like for the longest time we would classify being gay as a kink. Yeah, a kink for guys. Like. I saw that. Yeah, and it's like almost like uh kink is about pleasure and again not baby mm-hmm. making. Yeah. And I remember this was something I learned long ago and you would know more than me that anybody who had sex with the same uh, gender was seen as selfish. Yes, because it was just for pleasure. Yes, so funny. Yeah, so absolutely. Bizarre. And that, that that was really um, for a very long period in our history. That was like you were selfish, but also it was kind of accepted you could do it, but to a certain amount. If that was taken away from your energies <laughs> of like you know, still make babies, still make babies, <laughs> then like you could do whatever you want with wow. like your female friends. Yes, oh my god, they were just good friends. Um, but as long as that was like <laughs> on the side, like it was kind of like almost sugar, like. The comparison between eating and sex is really 
they're very similar about how we view them. Yeah. Like in the periods of time that we're like, you know, eat good foods and sugar sometimes. We're also like make babies and then, you know, finger your friends sometimes. Like it's kind of the <laughs> same on par. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's, what do they say with diet culture? Like a, a moderation. Yes. <laughs> all in moderation. All in moderation. Thank That's you, yes. what it is. Eat out in moderation. <laughs> well, yeah, in literally in terms of kinky history. But that's kind of why I like the term kink because it all really started from a place of like giving things labels to diagnose and now it's something that people feel like really empowered by yes that you've got the kink community and that's massive in Mm. terms of you know how that has changed in history and it also has a double meaning you know kinky came from something that doesn't sit quite right like it is kind of like when you have kinky hair like it kind of goes up and down and that's why I love kinky as a term because it just means like difference and yeah but like celebrating it so yeah. And I feel like there was like a time in history where having kinks was probably shamed, which is why I feel like now we're in this kind of like liberation celebration, mm. being proud of your kinks and like exploring it. But I, I reckon there was a time in the 50s or something where it was like <laughs> real conservative, missionary only. Missionary only. Um, oh. Yeah. Do you know missionary only came about as a term because uh, it was what the missionaries were doing when they were like colonizing. What? Yeah. And the kind of folklore around it, which there is some credence to, was that other cultures were like, what the hell? What are you doing? Like man does not just go on top of lying woman because in most cultures and if you go back for cave paintings no one does missionary it's like a very new sex position the most common one was actually doggy style that's like most common from the primal. ancient world yeah it's primal yeah. it's primal wow um and so th- the the idea the story is that we got missionary because it was what the missionaries were doing and they were all laughing at them basically I, because <laughs> missionary is my favorite. Oh my god, I love it. Only because it's the most. I find it's, it's the most intimate because hug. I like the intimacy. Like yeah. doggy style, I'm just like, well, I can't see you. I'm just no. My head's being pushed against a headboard. You're pulling my hair. You're having fun, and I'm probably going to queef after. So I don't <laughs> like it. I'm just like, get off me. I have no control over anything you're seeing no, right now. No, exactly. I know. Missing missionary. I'm like, look at me. I'm yes, sexy. Yeah, I'm and I'm flexible. Size. Look at my legs behind my behind my head. I love I I went to yoga for five years for this. I hope you appreciate it. Very flexible. (laughs) Okay, I have another question for you, but I'm loving this. This is crazy. I'm learning so much. (laughs) What is the difference between a kink and a fetish? And are they Mm -hmm. the same thing or are they different? They are different. So fetishes are generally when you find a sexual interest in something removed from the sex act. So it has to be... Like an item. So you could have a fetish for stockings or you could have a fetish technically for boobs. Like you like boobs. It's not related to necessarily having sex. You can just be find yourself eroticized by the sight of an object. You could have a fetish for tables if you want to have a fetish for tables. Oh, my gosh. What about feet then? Yep, you can have a foot fetish. So then, but if you want to have sex with the feet. Yes. Then does it become a kink? No. So kinks are sometimes... It's kind of kinks are generally a behavior, oh. if that makes sense. Mm. So if you were going into like having a kink for being spanked, it's like an action that's happening. Whereas fetishes will generally be something like I've a- got a attraction. fetish. Yes. An attraction. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, wow. Which is a really interesting, like small difference. Yeah. But they are kind of different no, things. That makes sense. Like I could have a kink for being called mummy um, while having a fetish for 
tie ropes. I don't know why tie <laughs> ropes is what Ooh, I thought about here. Mommy. Mommy Acrobatic. <laughs> <Get it. laughs> I like it. No, that's cool. Okay, wow. Oh my God, that's so interesting because I got yeah. that question a lot yeah. from my followers because I did say that I was going to have um, a kink historian. <laughs> is that like your official term, kink historian? Sex historian is Sex kind of historian. Where it is. And you went to university for that? Yeah, I'm currently finishing my PhD at the moment in like the history so of pornography mainly. Wild. So what made you want to get into it? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I don't know. No one that. knows. No, no, no. My, I mean, my therapist is like, are you right? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> That's why I pay you money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm here every week. I'm Anne-Marie. Um, shout out Anne-Marie. Thank um, you. <laughs> Thank you for my therapist. Thanks, Natasha. She's my therapist. Oh, love that. Yeah, they might yeah. know one another, so that's nice. <laughs> I feel like I've always had a need to like talk about stuff that people just like, no, we don't talk about this. Yeah. And so like at university when we were like studying, because um, like my main area has always been literature and history, mm. whenever you would get to a certain stage and they're like, okay, we stop here. Like we don't need to discuss, you know, page 45 to this. I'm like, why? why? Yeah. Um, and it was always like those things that just like this isn't appropriate in a university context. And sometimes it was, but you had to talk about it in such sterile language. Yeah. Like one of the ones that really got to me like I think this is like a turning point for me but I was reading we were reading like Jean-Jacques Rousseau like the philosopher and some of his theories and at the end of his life Rousseau basically publishes kind of penthouse letters-esque a book called Confessions which is literally him confessing every dirty little thing this man has ever done in his life like he's just like I used to get spanked by my caretaker and now I've always had a fetish for being spanked I role play you know uh, they call me little one I call them mama um, and we spank one another and sometimes you know I would just go out into an alley and moony people who walked past and ask them to spank me and he wrote all of this and we're like reading it just like yeah so let's talk about the great philosopher of <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, but this is interesting. Like, you can't divorce these people from, you know, he, this man has written a book to confess his things, to be like, I want future people to study my kinks. Yeah. To be like, I was able to be a really great philosopher and it came with all of this kinky baggage. Yeah, we can't just skip that. That's part we of it. We can't just skip that. No, you can't delete that. It's part of it. <laughs> That's so interesting. And so then in your part as well, like you talk about other historical figures and Mm -hmm. their kinks as well which I think is fascinating because it also kind of makes me feel like we're all a little bit normal we can just get over the whole shame around being a bit because it's not yeah the thing is is that we all have sex we all have these different kind of things that we're attracted to so why are we ashamed of it I'm not saying absolutely I guess like and this is Freud as well it's about like children's you know, because he mm. he thinks that children are sexual beings, yeah. But then we hide it from them. So I guess also in this kind of conservative age, especially yeah. with social media, we do have to be careful what we share. Mm-hmm. But in the right company, who cares? Absolutely. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts about like when we tell these stories about historical figures, and it's one of my f- reasons it's my favorite thing to talk about, is because. If you know, if someone like James Joyce can publish all of these letters about how much he loves his wife's farts and still go on to write like one of the greatest novels of all time, what's stopping you, like Patrick, from doing the same? Like go off and write a fantastic novel and enjoy flatulation. Like it's th- th- <laughs> you know. Sorry, I'm just done. <laughs> was that really his fetish? Was that his thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was really into farts. Like re- no, really into farts. But not poo. Not, uh, well, he writes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just dying at that. That's so good. Yeah. Okay. So one of the letters, these were written in December of like 1902. And one of them starts, he's like, his wife was called Nora. (laughs) My sweet little whorish Nora, 
You had an ass full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them right out of you. Big, fat fellows, long, windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties, which ended in one long gush from your hole. I hope that Nora will let off no ends of farts in my face so that I may always know their smell. That's a letter. I love that you know that. I know! (laughs) That was poetry. That was pure art. It's that pure, was amazing. Your ass. Like, oh, because, well, yes, your ass is fucking beautiful. Yeah. Fart in my face. Yes, why? And look, why? I make this joke all the time because I do little skits about, like, dating and relationships. Love. And, like, I make sometimes skits about, like, girls being too afraid to fart or poo in front of their partner because, you yeah. know, we have to seen, be seen as, like, dainty and feminine. <laughs> it's just like, well, we all poo and we all fart. We're all a bit of Nora, the dirty little fuck bird yes, on the inside. Nora. <laughs> fuck yes. We love a bit of horish Nora. Um, I need to write out that poem, put that on my mirror. Yeah. Uh, uh, Do you know what? I'll send them all to you. Thank Um, you. Affirmations for the day. Honestly, (laughs) like they all came out after his death that he basically sent all of these letters to his wife when they were traveling apart from one another. We don't have her replies yet. And I think because all of these letters just kind of went viral. Um, (laughs) But there was like, it's not just one. You know, we're talking about 20 plus here where he's just like, I love that time that you took off your underwear. And there was like a little brown stain in there that really got me going. Like he goes into all of this it's a little bit naughty it's a little bit naughty um oh and then God. goes on about how he would always know her the smell of her farts even if he was in a room of farting women he would know which one was hers and i like this yeah. was his fantasy like her perfume her pheromones he knows yeah. her scent yeah wow. so again we study him in high school normally right. um but yeah. the man was into farts like i really like that it humanizes them yeah, it humanizes it, great figures yeah if my partner doesn't love the smell of my farts he doesn't love me no he doesn't no. he would not call you a dirty little fuck bird like <laughs> i like that what's my fetish i want to be called that yeah um, <laughs> okay so now what i'm gonna do i'm gonna maybe go into some questions Let's from do it. Um, my listeners so i did call out on my instagram <laughs> ask them to ask me some questions I don't have that many but like we'll see where it takes Let's. us we'll have a have a look I think we did talk about foot fetishes before and I know it's not a kink it's a fetish it's different it's a fetish yeah but I think that this is maybe the most mm. common fetish is it it's one of it's I, I think it's one of the most well known yes and um, talked about probably yeah but they even like so in a study put out by Dr. Justin Lane Miller he found that one in seven people today have had like a fantasy in which feet or toes play yeah. a prominent role which is a large amount of people, like every seventh one of your listeners, has a thing for feet. Love that. Um, yeah, embrace it. Yes, love you that. You are number babe. seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's definitely one of the most well known. But ones that are even like higher than that are things like nylon stockings. Yes, which is like still kind of related Ooh, to feet. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, it's all – I see stockings all in porn. There's, like, literally stockings porn. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stockings porn, wow. which, again, comes out of, like, in the World War, there was a shortage of nylon stockings because they sent all of the nylon to make parachutes. And so you used to only have nylon stockings if you were really rich. Like yes. people, I remember like, used to draw yes! the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when they came back from the war, the slogan was basically, like – the war is over, nylon stockings here. And it marked the end of the war. And I think what happened there is it became like really conflated with like freedom and liberty. Like yeah. if there was stockings on sale, so you weren't come, going to war. I'm going to come on those stockings. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the war is over, let's have sex on your stockings. And it's like a really interesting example of how fetishes can be like culturally determined. Wow. Which oh is, my God, 
that's that's amazing isn't it though isn't it though and they also like when it comes to cultural determination coming back to the foot thing yeah there was another really interesting study and it showed that during sexually transmitted epidemics in history foot fetishes and interest in them rises exponentially so basically when you can't fuck a vagina or have a penis in your ass the next thing is feet that we want to be eroticized by so bizarre is it like that there's a thing like where why feet why feet? There's a few theories. The one that I think you're thinking of is there's like... A, like the brain. There's a yes. kind of like a link between the two walls of those sections. Basically, like in the somatosensory cortex, the um, area that is responsible for feeling in the feet is really close to the one responsible for genitalia. Wow. So there was one theory that was like they believed that these areas could sometimes get crossed Cross, over. Cross and wires. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting your wires crossed. It happens all <laughs> of the time. So that was like one compelling theory. It hasn't been proven, but the other one was to do with sexually transmitted epidemics. And they went back to like the 13th century when gonorrhea was uh, strife and the syphilis epidemic in the 16th and 19th century. And basically in all of these times... People stop, you know, being like, oh, I love this woman. I can't wait to get with her. They, The troubadours were, like, singing poetry about the beautiful feminine foot and being oh. like, I love her high arches. She doesn't yes. have webbed toes. I'm into that. <laughs> like that She was, has normal feet. <laughs> she has normal feet. Like they, I love that they had to specify in low loads their poetry. They're like, I love a foot that's not webbed. I'm like, how many mermaids I did do you know? Like, <laughs> I do not like an ingrown toenail. <laughs> Tinea is a no-no. <laughs> that is a skinky toe. <laughs> you have foot fetishes. Yeah. So, so I wild. I think it's very interesting because it's one of those fetishes that you either love it or hate it. There is no middle ground to that bad boy. Yeah. I like, mean, for me as a person, it's just like whatever you're into, yeah, I'll do it. You're into it. I'll do it. I, it might not get me off. No. But if that's what you want, it actually turns me on to get you off. Interesting. So I'll do interesting. it. Interesting. I'll do whatever you want. But I haven't had – that's probably the most – the kinkiest – thing that I've experienced but yeah. let me ask a couple more Go. questions from yeah. some other people I'm loving this conversation I know it's so fun I'm learning so much <laughs> okay let's talk about spanking again yes always because it's quite funny the link mm. between spanking because you not anymore because we're not allowed to spank kids anymore <laughs> but when I was a kid yeah I'd get spanked right so it's yeah. feared in childhood yeah but then loved in adulthood yeah where what, where what's does, the point? Yeah, what's the point of spanking? Yeah. Where does it come from? What do you know about it? Where does it go, Buffalo Joe? Basically, <laughs> um, it's very interesting because one of the first examples of flagellation we have is like all the way back to the Etruscan civilization, right? There's literally a place that you can still go and visit. And it's called the Tomb of the Whipping from the Etruscan civilization. And you can see an illustration of two men spanking a woman and then them swapping around and kind of all fucking one another. So wow. we've always been into spanking. Uh-huh. And then, you know, coming back to our good old friend Russo that we were talking about, mm. he is one of like a fair few famous figures that have quoted the fact that they used to get spanked as a kid as awakening a desire within them. So... You could say there's a connection, like Freud would love it if we were oh, like, yeah, yeah you know, you got spanked as a kid and now you like it as an adult. Yeah, you're in love with your mum. Yep. You're in love with your mum, yep. always. Yep. You know, fuck Oedipus Rex. Like, yeah, let's exactly. go. Yep, yep, yep. But then if you Daddy, kind of go back. Daddy, get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not bring our daddy issues into this one so soon. Um, <laughs> But then if you go back to these like ancient times and you see spanking was already happening in all of these times, it's like did they cause the fetish to happen or 
were we always just into spanking and getting spanked? Yeah. Kind of. We like the pain. Yeah. It's like there's the BDSM choking. There's like yes. a whole kink around pain. Or yeah. Like not really torture. Well, no, that? for yeah. some people it's torture. But yeah. they've, all, they, they've done a lot of studies into this because – a small amount of pain is pleasurable because it lets off like all of these like basically happy hormones in your body to be like, ah, yes. oh, we want you to not feel the pain, so we'll Afterwards. let off all of these. Yes. Oh my god, I learned this recently about yep. ice baths. Yes, yes. Because ice baths aren't actually good for you. It's the well, it's the it's the happy intent, hormones. It's the happy hormones that you get after it's over. Yeah. You're literally torturing yourself. It's like, and then afterwards you feel really good because you're not torturing yourself anymore. Literally. <laughs> and it's the same logic with spicy foods. It's the same logic with like gym junkies. It's the same logic with roller coasters. You could apply it to any of those situations. And that response when they've done studies is basically the same response as people get, you know, from BDSM play in the bedroom. We it's, love pain. Yeah. We love the pain. Yeah, because it sends out all of this stuff to kind of calm your body and make you happy to stop you feeling pain. That's when like marathon runners talk about getting a running high. It's like they hit that point where their body is like, you can't run anymore. So we're just going to give you this because we think you're in survival mode because what idiot is running <laughs> around the city at 6am in Lycra? Like, why are you doing that to yourself? Yes. Do marathon runners know that they don't have to? Yeah. Like, do you know? Go get spanked <laughs> in the bedroom because it's yes! the same response and it happens quicker and you don't look like a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I just, I'm judging runners because I'm just like in my, in my apartment being like, like, what are you doing? Like, I am the same. I know. <laughs> People are like, I run. And I'm like, that's funny. That's great. Like, why? Yeah. Away from who? Why would you do that? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> they're just not, they're not having good sex. That's, that, that's <laughs> all we know. Anybody who's running, you're not having good sex. Honestly, but like, even when people talk, like, people talk about a gym gasm, which I think is really Ooh. interesting because, again, it's the same response. Like, just working out so much that your body goes into pain, shock response, and then they get this, what they feel like is an orgasm. And in some people, it is. Some people can orgasm at the gym and I might go to the gym if that was me. Well, I've never, I've gone to the gym multiple times and I've never had that. you never had an orgasm? No. Oh, you're a girl, you're not trying hard enough. You Damn push it. those reps. <laughs> I think I just prefer to just have sex yeah. for 20 minutes. <laughs> honestly, honestly. But I find it interesting because I'm kind of like, would these people still engage in these activities so frequently if they did know they could experiment in the bedroom and yeah. kind of get those same... Because, where, yeah, yeah, where do you find the high? Like yeah. some people find it at the gym. Some other, people find it there. Yeah, other, pipe, other people get a collar on their neck. No. <laughs> get spanked and called daddy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> love that for them. <laughs> but I think that's, I mean, maybe that's nice. Maybe it's like a diversity of human interests that um, we can all find our pain in different responses. Yeah. But it's also one of the reasons where it's just like, well, there should be no stigma to any of it. You know what, runners, I won't make fun of you if you don't make fun of the king community. <laughs> like, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I love that. That was poetic and beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I love that we're talking about spanking. I'm like, so poetic. <laughs> it is poetic. Yeah, we have no shame here. This question was asked a lot. It's not as specific about a kink. It's it's saying, is it normal not to have any kinks? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, I because I mean I think I'm pretty vanilla, and I make yep. fun of myself for being that. But I just feel like, well, I'm getting my socks off in yeah. the vanilla missionary way that I am. Mm-hmm. Why should I have to explore anything more? No, absolutely. I'm so valid. And, you know, if we're looking, because there's like a lot of different theories about where kinks and fetishes can come from, you know, whether that's a cultural association or a biological thing. And no matter which theory you subscribe to, there's generally a reason for having a kink. And if you don't have that reason, then 
Yeah. It doesn't mean sex is any like more or less enjoyable. It yeah. just means that different things work for different, different people. people. Every hole is a goal. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh my god, that's the slogan of the episode. Every hole. Every is a hole goal. is a goal. Um, but yeah, I think because maybe we have a lot of conversations on social media about kinks and everything. It's something which is great, but I think it's making some people feel bad yes. for not yes. wanting to be cuffed and collared. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> even like you know on Instagram you see everyone with your friends and then you're like, am I really not am I not normal for not going out every night but yeah. it's actually no we're only sharing the the one kind of concentrated moment that we're out with our friends yes so the norm is what you're doing yeah but maybe if we're sharing too much about kinks we're just like oh I'm missing out yeah I must be into poo I'm, I'm not, not doing it right yeah I need to have a dick in my butt you know it's just like what am Do I doing wrong shit? like no like actually talking about poo can we, can we talk about poo a little bit let's talk about poo do you want to talk about Mozart <laughs> Is he into poo? Yeah. Because <laughs> on our pod, it's actually like we didn't mean it to happen this way. Did you shit <laughs> in the podcast studio? Or? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, cool. Grace and I, we always talk about sex and dating. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, poo and pee comes up a lot. Love that. In the first episode, I shared the story about how I accidentally weed once when, when I had sex and I passed it off as um, being really wet. He believed me. Oh, my God. I love that. Last Some episode. believe anything. <laughs> last episode with Alex, um, I shared that one time I got pooed on by accident. Oh, well, wow. Wait, he, how does that he didn't really, context? He, didn't really, he just didn't clean up after himself and then like he was sitting oh, on me grinding oh. on me and then after he got off I just had some some poo smeared love that yeah it was good fun if you want to hear that story it's in the episode with Alex <laughs> gotta <Lol>. go listen <laughs> so but I feel like mm-hmm. so Grace and I talk about poo a lot and we love those stories they're yeah. funny and I do actually have a funny poo story from a follow up that yes. I'll share with you where does poo f- kink come from or fetish yeah like where does that come from and Mozart mm-hmm. please share Mozart was really into scatology mm. so um, oh is that the, that's the correct term scatology Scatology. Scatology. Yeah. <laughs> we almost an academic terms. Yeah. So, so it'd be too crude. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know, like the poo fetish. I just like poo. A poo. <laughs> Where uh, does that come from? Um, we have been into poo for a very long period of time. Use um, what you've got, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the associations, like this kind of comes back to the whole rimming thing, but one of the sexy appeals of the butt and dirt that comes out of the butt was that it used to be very much associated with the devil. So like back in the medieval ages, the devil's face was often painted on the butt of the body. So if you look into medieval art, you'll often see devils with butts for faces um and it was believed because it was the furthest point of the body where the light do not shine um and then <laughs> that is true yeah because of that it was like the most sinful area of the body and as we know like when we are told us to do things we often find that really attractive and so poo has a lot of connotations you know like people like mozart are writing all these songs called like lick me in the ass and about all of the joys of having your ass licked um and then you know uh, also writing to his cousin who is also his love interest to be like uh, I wish you a good night shit in the bed with all your might sleep with peace on your mind and try and kiss your own behind like he's writing these kind of love letters all about shit and his mum also wrote the same kind of letters all about shit oh yeah is it genetic it's genetic? Well, there is a theory that kings are genetic, and oh. that's maybe one of those things. I don't really want to know what my parents are into, but no, mm, I reckon they're vanilla as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Like, if it is generic, we're all just like mom, we please like don't missionary. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know, mom. Don't tell me because <laughs> my mom listens to this part, and then she'll come and share all these stories with me. Mom. And I was like, mom, I don't want to know. <laughs> 
I don't want to know. Hey, that's so interesting. Darling, she's just like me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we like. I don't want to shame my mom, but it's that's just awesome. like, that's the boundary I don't want to cross. Yeah, that's no, fair enough. Everyone else, please share with me. But <laughs> Tell you me know. about your shit stories. But mom, I don't want to know if you've been shit on. No. Um, shat on. <laughs> no, but we've we've really been into poo. There was one um, guy who's called the um, Marquis the Sard, and he's one of the first pornographic writers from the 18th century. And he was so into shit, it's not funny. Like, in all of his porn, he's like, you know, everyone fucked each other in the ass and then they smeared their shit on one another and then I would oh. shit into their mouth and they would eat it. And like, you know, this is 18th century stuff. Like, he would write full novels dedicated to the love of eating shit. Like, it's not uncommon. Reports from brothels back in those ages even document people who would, like... Some sex workers were asked to, like, not clean their ass for a few days and everything so that the person could come in and licky licky bum bum um or there was times where they were like you know you can only eat beans for three days and you would pay a really high price for that so people could enjoy it like you know this is 17th century 18th century stuff like and it goes back further. We've it Crazy. goes backside further. Yeah, we we've just we like well, maybe we that, like shit. Yeah, but is that like maybe touching on torture again? Torture, pain, pleasure. It's I all kind of so. blurred lines, and yeah. it's all the same. And there's a, like one of the interesting things that they have done research in now is that our perception of what is gross completely dissipates basically when we're having sex yeah 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 i know because you can watch a porn video and you're like i'm really into this and then after you come you're like, like this is disgusting who am i close the laptop no yeah this literally <laughs> and they've done some really interesting studies on that like when they've had i don't know how they did this to be honest maybe i should have read the methodology but <laughs> they like got people really aroused or doing sexual acts and then they would show them things like you know an animal intestine and blah 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 and people reactions when they were aroused to these objects was basically no gross response to arousal um and there's something about sex maybe it's a survival thing I'm just postulating here that because you know back in the day we didn't always have great hygiene and stuff but we did need to make babies so becoming aroused would just make you complacent with whatever you needed to yeah just gotta get it done Got to get the yeah. act done. And yeah. there's something we then find attractive about gross stuff. Like we don't, yes. we're just like squiggly, sweaty things. Like no yeah. one really wants to fuck. If you see someone mid-fucking, you don't want to fuck them. Yeah, nothing's attractive about nothing's that. Nothing's attractive about that. No. Like no one, it's like the, the, the common thing about like, you know, if you're masturbating and what people think masturbating like looks like versus like what you actually look like. <laughs> just like, you're like making the weirdest faces. Just like, <laughs> you're just, yeah. <laughs> like like waiting on to your be aroused. Like, eh. <laughs> yeah, just like holding the vibrator, waiting to feel something like you know. willing for the orgasm to come come on yeah. oh my god that's so funny oh I love that okay well actually on that topic I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up with a story from a listener she shared it with me it's a poo sex story and yes. as you were talking it reminded me of it so this is I'm gonna finish off with this oh she sent me a follow-up because I messaged her just before Good. we recorded I'm not gonna I love that she's followed up on the poo Good. CCTV footage what what no, that's separate. So she, sent me an, she sent me another story. She's sending me more material. So this is a story from a follower of mine. She just said, this is a poo during sex story. So I was dating this dom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his name is dom or if he's a, if he's uh, a dom. Uh, he'll be a, a dominant. Yep. Maybe. I found him on Bumble and he was really into anal. He was the first guy who came in my ass. Anyway, mm-hmm. she digresses. I decided <laughs> to invest in some bum play stuff, including a douche. Mm-hmm. Being a complete novice, I decided to douche before I saw him. However, I completely I completed said douching a four-hour drive from where he was <gasps> in London. 
I was not aware <laughs> that what I had done was clean a small area of my rectum and loosened oh, no. the rest of it. Baby. I arrive <laughs> and we start playing and yeah, I shat on his dick. Oh, he no. didn't tell me. <laughs> And I found out when he asked me to put a put a, a butt plug in my own butt, it was beyond gross, especially as the night before. For some reasons I cannot explain, I had eaten Brussels sprouts with cheese sauce. Babes, why? And I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> but like like happy ending of the story. None of this phased him, oh and he continued introducing me to more BDSM stuff. And he loved butt play and was really into my poop. We love a happy ending. <laughs> We share embarrassing stories all the time on the pod. <laughs> this is great. I mean, we're just talking about the gross factor. I think his gross factor was gone. He was just like, yeah, ready yeah. for this. Well, quite interesting because like <laughs> if you're aroused and like maybe something's presented to you, you're like, yeah. wait, I'm actually attracted to that. And then it stays with you and then you're yeah. into it forever. That's so maybe she actually introduced him to, what is it? Scat- Scatology. Scatology. Yeah, he can only fuck someone in the ass now if their butt plug is just covered. <laughs> covered in Brussels sprout cheese yeah. sauce. That story just got like progressively, like you thought it was going to get bad and it just got worse and worse it was like by the way brussels sprouts like <laughs> and that's your nickname he knows you as brussels sprouts and he thanks you for like n- that's a cute poly. little sub name <laughs> cheesy brussels sprouts you a little cheesy brussels sprout you a little cheesy brussels sprout that's wonderful maybe you should get a butt plug like kind of shaped like a brussels sprout hey, like that's brilliant yeah that's good let her know okay. let her know <laughs> if you're listening um go get a, a butt plug and put a brussels sprout on the end of it um well that was fabulous and a lot of fun and I have learned so much thank you so much for coming on the pod this was brilliant no thank um, you so your podcast is called kinky history I will put a link in the show notes I'll also put a link to your socials as well amazing thank, thank you so you. much for joining me thanks for talking uh ancient historical shit with me I am so excited to listen <laughs> and to learn more because it's thrilling I like honestly so shocked by all of it but also so thrilled I love this. to hear that most of us are dirty little creatures we are all dirty little creatures and every story that um we'll hear on your podcast from now on you'll just know all the historical origins I know so and no more shame yeah I was just like be listening with bated breath like babe I've got a history lesson for this one (laughs) please (laughs) loved it all right well I'll catch you next week guys and have a great day (laughs) thank you bye Bye.